Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. These words are taken from the 49th Psalm. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Thirty years after the war for independence, America was at war with England again in the year 1814. By September the 13th, the British had zeroed in on Fort McHenry on the shore of Baltimore. The British fleet was in the water shooting cannons, and the soldiers were trying to break into the fork with battering rams. They had been bombarding the fort all day starting at 7 a.m. That same day, a young American lawyer rode a boat out to the British fleet under a truce flag. He did this in order to ransom an American doctor who was being held captive by the English. The doctor was released, but the two Americans were not allowed to return to American soil until after the battle. They were forced to watch the whole battle in their boat tied to the English ship. As they watched, they could see the American flag flying high above Fort McHenry, which showed that the Americans had not yet lost. For if the British had captured the fort and defeated the Americans, the first thing they would have done would have been to replace the American flag with the British. As the siege continued and as the battle raged on, it grew darker and darker, and thus it was harder to see which flag was above the fort. The flag at that time of 15 white stars and 15 white and red stripes could be seen only by the light of cannon fire explosions and bombs bursting in the air. But at midnight, the cannon fire ceased, and the American lawyer and doctor didn't know whether Fort McHenry had been captured by the English or not. Thus, the two Americans had to wait until the morning, until they could see which flag was waving above the fort. Anxious, yet hopeful, they waited. And as the dawn broke in the morning, they saw the glorious stars and stripes waving high and proud. It was this very night that inspired that young American lawyer, Francis Scott Key, to write the poem that became America's national anthem. He described that night the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave? Patriotism, my dear faithful, falls under the virtue of piety. The virtue of piety disposes a person to show the honor and veneration due to those who hold certain positions and due to our benefactors as well. 
Piety is, of course, first due to God, next to our parents, and then to our country. This virtue springs from justice, and it depends upon the fact that we owe a special debt to those who have bestowed a good upon us. Today is Independence Day, the day on which the Continental Congress drew up the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America in 1776. From that point, America was her own independent nation. We celebrate this wonderful occasion, and we should be grateful that our country is independent from any foreign political power. However, for our own good and for our country's good, we must depend upon God, for we are one nation under God, as we say in the Pledge of Allegiance. Because of the virtue of piety, my dear faithful, we have a duty to honor and assist our country. And this we do especially by our prayers. It is prayer that will help our country. And how much our country needs our prayers today. Over the last couple of years, how much turmoil, distress, anxiety, and fear has our country endured. And so short a time and due to many different factors, how much our country has changed. Crime rose to anarchy. Differences in opinion and downright lies regarding sickness, medicine, and politics all made for a very disunited country. There was political strife like never before, propaganda in the media, and blatant calumnies and slanders on all sides. So many different factors came together to divide our great country. And thus, there may have never been a time in which our country so desperately needed prayers than now. As Catholics, we know that only by the power of God will things change. It is God moved, as it were, by our persevering prayer that can change Supreme Court decisions. And it is the Sacred Heart alone who ultimately can save our country and shower blessings upon it. And this he can do and will do through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the patroness of the United States. Let us then follow the advice of God himself when he urges us through the mouth of David, saying, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Let us then pray for our country, my dear faithful. Prayer is what our country needs. And if we, you and I, if we don't pray for America, who will? Persevere then, praying with confidence and dependence upon God, 
adding a Hail Mary or a Memorare for our country to the end of our morning or evening prayers. This is what can move God to act. This is what will make a difference for our country, and this is what can help make the U.S. to truly be one nation under God. And I would like to close with more words of the poem of the Star-Spangled Banner that are not included in our national anthem, words very fitting for today. It continues, Then conquer we must, when our cause it is just, and this be our motto, and God is our trust. And the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave, or the land of the free and the home of the brave. God bless our country, and God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.